Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So this is a match around for me personally, obviously, because the Broncos uh, got the win. They were paying, what were they paying? About four bucks, I think? Fours, yep. Four bucks, so plenty of value there. So if you got on that, on Sportsbet, you would have been a winner. Um, but yeah, Broncos 13, Panthers 12. This, this is an interesting game because obviously it's an upset, for one. But I'd make an argument where Broncos' attack wasn't even that good. It was just their defense that was incredible. And then you go even deeper, is you're like, was, was Broncos' defense incredible or was Penrith Panthers' attack just a bit stale? I'm not sure. The Broncos get the job done down in Penrith. Go to you first, Timmy. Is it alarm bells down in Penrith or just going to, like we suggested last week, where the Penrith may just ease into this year because they've been so hyped for so long? Mate, three unbelievable seasons in a row from Penrith. They had... You know, nearly their entire side was involved in the World Cup, and not just in the World Cup, but deep into the World Cup, going all the way through to the final. They had the World Club Challenge, which was another big game that they sort of had to prepare for. There had to be a downer at some point, and I mean, NRL speaking, it's only one game, sure, they lost the World Club Challenge. They had changes of personnel. I mean, it's a slower start than probably most anticipated, but it's absolutely not alarm bells. It's one game of footy that, what they lost by a point to Brisbane, who at times last season, we're a top four team. We said uh, up in Armadale on the weekend before the game, we're like, you know, obviously Penrith should be red hot favourites, but Brisbane absolutely have the cattle to win this game. Mm. And they have, it's like, the hysteria coming out was as if they got done by 30 points or something. It was one point. Yep. So no, I don't think it's alarm bells. And um, as I said, it's off the mark poorly, but they'll be fine. And I think people are underestimating like, <coughs> that four bucks was probably a bit wide. Like Broncos, you know, Broncos are super hard because they could have gone down there and got pumped by 40 and we would have said, oh, yep, young side. But Broncos at their best, they're almost a title threat, like almost. I don't think they're a title threat yet, but they're not far off it, especially with another year in Ezra, man. What do you think about the game, Guru? Yeah, well, I mean, like if you would have had the Brisbane Broncos against Penrith last year and Brisbane are at their best, you're not getting fours. Mm. No way. And, you know, it's round one. I think people are overreacting for Penrith a little bit. I think people are looking at the World Club Challenge in this game. They've played awfully and they've lost both games by one point. <laughs> like, let's settle down. Yeah. I also think there's a number of things. It's not very often I don't agree with Ivan Cleary's decisions, but I think there's a number of things that he can do to this side that will make a big difference. 
very quickly. Um, there's obviously reasons for everything that's been done, and maybe there's injuries or carrying whatever, but um, I thought that Sonny Luke playing those limited minutes on the weekend, I could not believe that it played out that way, and it didn't shock me in the slightest that it looked like a different footy side when he was on the field. Mm. Yeah, the Sonny Luke, we'll get to the Panthers. The Sonny Luke situation, look, I can, you know, having been in the system for quite a while, a lot of coaches, they, it seems obvious to everyone else, like put on the rookie, get him in there. We know he's a gun, he's played in New South Wales Cup. But there's a lot of times where they play really well in reserve grade, they get to first grade and they just go to water or they make two or three errors and they just don't seem to play that well. So it's building that trust with the head coach where to say, if you put me in the side, you put me on the field, I, I don't necessarily think I'll explode the game apart, but what I won't do is I won't let you down. Mm. And I do think that Ivan Cleary's thinking probably was in such a tight match, in such a crucial time, Sonny Luke, a small attacking hooker, do I know whether he'll be able to handle those big forwards through the middle in the, in the crunch time? Now, I think he proved that he probably could, but before he does that, you just never know. And I think that may be where Ivan was coming from. Now, I do think that, as you said, in hindsight, it was probably the wrong call because when he did come on, he looked incredible and they all of a sudden had a lot of momentum around the ruck. Uh, but I think that may have been Ivan's thinking. Yeah, which is interesting because, once again, Ivan's forgotten more than I know about rugby league, no <laughs> doubting that. But I just, for anyone that's watched Sonic Luke come through reserve grade and everything, I just, it just, there's no one I've spoken to that is, has watched him play anything that it made sense to. Mm. So that's what, yeah. I was just say, we're overlooking the fact that he missed both trials with injury. So yep. round one, probably just easing him back. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe there's injury yeah. to it or whatever. Uh, but from what I've gathered, I think he was right to go for that World Club Challenge. They rested him for that. Mm. I mean, I think there's a. I think with the Panthers, it hasn't started perfectly. It's far from a train wreck. They play South Sydney on Thursday night. They then got a bye. I reckon you'll see them come out of this bye with a bit of a different looking squad and different minutes for guys and stuff. Mm. How, how many minutes does Sonny Luke play this week? I I would say fifty five. You reckon? Wow, mate. He's 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 an eighty minute hooker in reserve grade the last few years. Their their attack is just too clunky with Mitch Kenny at nine. I will say an underappreciated factor going into this season is not only have they lost, you know, all those big players, kick out, Appy Corusau, they lost both their assistant coaches as well. Yep. That's a big, big, because mm. the assistant coach is like the link man between the head coach and the, the players. He's almost like, you know, he never delivers the bad news. He delivers the good news, but also he's very like, he can get quite detailed in attacking structures and all that. And so, you know, maybe it may take time for Penrith to adjust to that as well. Life without not just one assistant coach, two assistant coaches, and they lost Trent Barrett a couple of years before that. And that's to compound that, obviously, losing yeah. Trent Barrett. So they had to replace him. They did, then they had to replace him yeah. again. And knowing Penrith, I might have to replace him again next year because really yeah. everyone's going to come for them. But I, I think that if they, if they can put him on for more minutes, and, and I would 100% still start with Mitch Kenny, mm. but I just think you need to get Sonny Luke on there earlier. And I've still got a lot of question marks about that left edge. Luke Garner, he only played 50 minutes on the weekend. Zach Hosking was 18th man. Mm. I reckon they're going to come out of this bye and Hosting's going to be playing on the left edge personally. Is, do they have a bye next week? They've got South this week. They're and I reckon they'll give all these guys <laughs> another chance because at the end of the day, they lost by one point. Yeah. Mm. But I reckon there's a good chance they come out of that bye with Sonny Luke being a 55, 60-minute guy and Hosking on the left edge. Yep. Um, and post-game, there was a little bit of a, a blow-up between <laughs> Luai and Salmon. Uh, I mean, it's a nothing thing. I think, you know, and most fans know this, most fans know this, but if you're in any industry where you're at the tippity-top high-performing, 
this is the kind of way you speak to each other. Like, and maybe it's wrong. Uh, maybe I'm wrong in regards to you shouldn't speak to each other that way. And and I'll be honest. Like, you know, me myself personally, like moving into business, like, you know, Maddie can test to us. Like, I'm quite, I'm quite brutal in in regards to like my feedback and can be like, this this isn't. And obviously, I'm getting better at the way I deliver it. But that's in top tier systems when you expect ten out of ten from each other. Um, <coughs> That's just going to happen. Like you, I, I would be if my footy team isn't speaking to each other like that after a loss. As in, I don't want them arguing and bittering and pointing fingers, like and it becoming an issue. But if my footy team isn't into each other about errors made, I'm filthy. And the play that they were arguing over was a shocker. Mm. It was Jerome Luai. It was a pass out to Jamin Salmon, and it just it floated in between him and the winger and went to no one mm. in a crucial moment. As if you wouldn't be filthy over that. As yeah. if you don't want to sort it out. If they're not having these conversations, what are they doing? Mm. Do, do you think Penrith have built a dynasty or building a dynasty, I should say, in recent years off the back of mistakes of that happening going, ah, oh, it's cool, mate. We'll get it next time. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. And, All good. And like, perhaps like that would happen every game yeah. at every club. It was just that it was caught on camera, which was mad. So, was, so I loved it. Watch, it was so good to watch. It happens all the time. And like... I'm sorry, tell me Freddie and Joey weren't handing out some of the greatest sprays of all time to their back rowers. It's just, it's because we try to like put this nice sheen on rugby league now for the wider audience because yeah. everyone wants to be offended about everything. Um, Imagine a Joey spray. Oh, oh. be glorious. And mate, if, I mean, I, I, I believe that if Penrith would have won that game, which they came very close to, Jerome Lawyer almost scored a match winner there. Mm. Great defence by Brisbane. Do you reckon we see that clip? No, no of course it. not. Um, look, I understand the media have got to show it. I love seeing it, but... It's nothing to worry about. It's it's if anything you, if anything Jerome and Simon could have been like, bro, we're back to back premiers. Who gives a shit? You know, lost a game. Who cares? I like the fact that they're filthy at each other. That ha that's how oh, yeah. high their standards are. Back to back premiers. They lost by one point to a Broncos team that had everything to play for. We're talking about a Broncos team that's just come out of one of the, arguably the worst off season of any club, arguably. Uh, They've got everything to play for. And it was a one-point loss. And so, yeah, I, I think that any, any high-functioning industry where you're at the tippity-top and you are playing for keeps and everyone is super competitive, you're going to have discussions like that where, you know, that's just the way you talk. You've got to get it done. Otherwise, if you, you know, pitter-patter around something and, oh, yeah, that's fine, Rara, it just, your standards just drop to nothing. Yeah, and keep in mind, Jamin Salmon, like, I think we forget, 18 months ago, he was a centre slash 5'8". He's now on the left edge as a back rower for the yeah. Penrith Panthers, as if he doesn't have things still to learn. And mm. you want your five-eight to tell you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so I don't think that's anything to worry about. If anything, I, I really like the stands it sets. Um, I will say I've been watching the documentary, the All, uh, All the Way with the Penrith Panthers. It's fantastic for one. So make sure you go Cracker. check it out on Nine now. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and... What I love about it, though, I, I think that it's the first time you get an insight into how good of a coach Ivan is. The things that he says at the right time, he's very calm, very measured, more of a, you know, like he would do the X's and O's. There's no denying that for sure. But just the presence of like the feel in the team, getting the boys up, I think it's a, it shines a real spotlight on his role and what happened there. And also, like you always expect a coach to be – you know, number one in charge and having an eye over everything. But, 
and I, I assume um, off the back of your um, comment before, Kemp, you would have noticed this too, but just the faith he has in his assistant coaches mm. just to take care of these things. And sometimes the greatest asset of a good leader is being able to release mm. instead of having to be over the top and controlling everything. And I thought that was really evident with Ivan. Yeah, really evident. So, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a great doco. And it just gives you – it's the first time you actually get to see Ivan. Like, he's a back-to-back premiership winning coach and no one even talks about him as, like, one of the best coaches in the comp. It's incredible. Um, but, yeah, with the Penny Panthers, uh, in regards to the edges, they, they're definitely lacking punch. I actually thought Liam Martin had quite a good game, but I think the Garner situation is going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, you know, it gets through his work to a degree, solid in defence, but I just I think that he could go looking for the ball a little bit more. Now, in his defence, if he's been told to sit down on that edge and stay there, then, you know, that's unfair on him. But if he has been given a little bit of a licence to roam, I think that it would be, you know, it would be good for him to really get involved in the middle there and get some get some ball in here. Now, to be fair, he did have more runs than Martin, but I think Martin probably impacts the game more in defence. So, uh, like, if you're not going to impact the game in defence, you've got to impact it in attack. And so I wonder, like, I think he'll be there next week, uh, Ghana. Um, but I do think that he needs, probably needs to get a, a little bit more involved. And you did see in their World Club Challenge when he moved and you had uh, Hoskins come in. He went looking for it. Mm. He had about 15 hit-ups. Yes, 15, 15 runs, 150, 150 yep. metres. Um, you know, where you look at these stats, so 23 tackles. Uh, so he had 23 tackles and 10 runs, 97 metres, whereas Liam Martin had nine runs for 75 metres, but he had 43 tackles. Um, and so, like, I just think that – and he's in a new side, the premiership back-to-back. It's very hard to find your voice in that side. 100%. You, just to just roll in and be like, oi, give me the fucking ball now. It's very hard to do that. Especially when the guy they're used to on that edge is, I was going to say, is the complete opposite to you, is the complete opposite to everyone, essentially. Mm. Viliami Kikau, he's such a unique footballer. Yeah. It's, it's always going to take time. going to take time. But I think, like, when you're in that period of, like, taking time, you just got to try to get through a fair bit yep. of work. So you just show that, like, I'm keen, I'm here. He would be keen, but it's just to show the coach, like, you know, all right, I may not be getting as good ball as a VR me kick out did, but I'll get through, you know, 15 to 20 yeah. hit-ups or something. Or I'll get through 10 hit-ups and 40 tackles. Um, I'm happy to give him the benefit of the doubt, Garner, early. I've seen a lot of him and a lot of success he's had at the Tigers in a poor club. The fact that he goes and he's a completely different back rower to what that Penrith system is used to. Mm. We speak about all these combinations and how it takes time to work each other out. That's a completely new system. <coughs> that whole left edge changes by Luke Garner there and you know, Luke Garner is not a creative back rower who's going to sweep like Kikau did or do any of that. His best asset is he's a hard line runner. Yep. And Penrith will work that out and they'll work around him with that. Mm. Um, and and I, I really do <coughs> hope we see it and I'll I'll back him to come good. Yeah, I, I, I want to see him play some more footy. I think you, you probably give him the first month of, of first grade to really <coughs> just put his stamp on games. And again, he doesn't have to be a world beater or whatever. Um, but I do think Hoskins is probably putting pressure on him. Uh, because Hoskins does get through quite a lot of work. Is Hoskins eighth? Okay, so he's 18th man. I wonder, is there a world where Hosting squeezes onto the bench? I reckon there definitely is, because the tough thing with being 18th man, which you would assume Hoskins will be every week, is that he's not playing footy. He's not playing mm. South Wales Cup mm. then, so I, I reckon there's a good chance that they might put him on the bench for maybe a Jamin Salmon or Because I was going to say, you've got Sonny Luke, Scotty Sorensen, Spencer Lenu, uh, Salmon, he's a utility 
makeshift back row, whereas you've already got your 14 there. And so I wonder whether their, their bench is a bit too oh, small, maybe. I was really surprised they went Salmon over Hosking. Even like, I see Salmon coming on in Luke Garner's place on the edge. I don't think he's going to be as effective as him. And now I get that he's there for utility value, but Luke Garner can also cover the back line. He was outstanding at times at centre for yeah. the Tigers. Some, some, honestly, sometimes he was their best player at centre. Yeah, center. he was great. Just, uh, such a great defensive presence. So mm. I think Hosking on the bench can come on and instead of Salmon coming on with half hour to go, mm. Hosking can come on and play 30 minutes there and give him the chance to, to, to win that spot. But I think that's a better set. And that's where I question if the plan was the entire time for Garner to play 50 minutes, why wouldn't you have picked Hoskins? Mm. I don't reckon that was their plan going into it. I reckon okay. they made that change on the fly. Yeah, okay. And put Salmon there. That's well, what because has me worried. You reckon, and it has you worried for Garner and like maybe he wasn't impacting enough so they thought Salmon might? Yeah. I reckon they wanted to just try something new and Salmon was the best option they had there. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's, I mean, that's a bit harsh on Garner, like one so game. Harsh. One game. Yeah. But, but they also moved him in the World Club Challenge too, remember? Mm. Scotty mm. Sorensen failed HA in the weekend. So if he's not available, well, Hosking's. Definitely Pretty like for like can come in and play middle and edge, yeah. so we could see him this weekend regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully Garner gets a, a few weeks. He didn't play bad by any stretch, like no. by any stretch. It's just I guess we're so used to having seeing impact on the edge there that you know they've rotated through. Like it's crazy to think now, but like Liam Martin was on the bench while Capewell was starting. Mm, yeah. Like Liam Martin, exactly right. And Actually, that's yeah. and that, that's the beauty of this footy side. Same as Jerome Lewis and Jamin Salmon could have waited until Monday to have that conversation. They want to get shit sorted. Mm. They're, they're in the winning premierships business. Absolutely. Uh, anyone on stand out for Penrith for you guys? Um, Dylan Edwards obviously gets through 1,000 metres, 289 metres, far out. Seven tackle yeah. breaks, a try assist. He's so good. The, the only one I wanted to sort of point out as well, and again, I, I'm, I can be seem critical of Critter at times, but it's because I hold him in such high regard and we know he can be one of the best players in the NRL. He's just starting to run a little bit of a fine line with going for these intercepts. Oh, yeah. Because he let through that try. Yep. He through, shot out and his eyes lit up. He thought he had it and he was beaten by an unbelievable pass. But, you know, that could have been the difference in the game because <coughs> it was an easy one-on-one -on -one tackle if he held yep. his position. They had numbers. Yeah, and it, like as far as I'm concerned, I look at centres from a very defensive mindset. I think most people look at it as the attacking heroics. Yep. But... For every intercept you score, you know, well, everyone you miss, that balances it out for me. So, uh, and, and like, you don't want to take it out of his game because he won a bloody grand final with an intercept. Yeah. And he's had so many big moments with his intercept and it's a great part of his game that he reads a game that well. Just got to be, just got to be a little cautious on that. And I think it's easy to say that after he uh, misses one, but from talking to guys in that Penrith system, like he is so good at it that they back him to do it. Yeah. It's not going to work out every time and I get that 100%. But fuck, I, he comes up trumps with it more often than not. But that, yeah. that's the thing. I'm not convinced. It's because when it happens, it's the first highlight really out of that game because everyone loves an intercept. He's missed a few of them. It's not one. I, I will say, you know, from what I've seen from Critter this year, he has had errors creeping into his game that hasn't been there from yesteryear. Um, he's still getting through a bunch of work, a bunch of tackle breaks. But, like, when you look at his stats, like, great attacking, six tackle breaks, 143 metres, nine tackles, or misses, um, an error, and then obviously you include the the go for an intercept. So sometimes, like you know, he's had so many big moments now. It's like sometimes you need to go, okay, let's take a step back and strip everything back again, and then build back into those big moments. Uh, and look, I, I I agree to agree with Guru in regards to like it's easy to say that now that he missed that one, 
but it still was a massive play. Mm. And then you go into the World Club Challenge. It was his error that was a massive error in a massive part of the game. Um, so just got to squeak, just clean that little bit part of his game up and he'll be back to the critter we know. Like he hasn't been playing poorly. I mean, uh, World Club Challenge, he didn't have the best game. I, I won't um, deny that. On the weekend though, he's just... I don't know whether it's lack of concentration. I don't know what it is. Maybe everything that's been happening in the off-season for him in regards to being in the media is a lot for him as a young fella. Um, he'll come good, though. He'll come good. And I think the off-field stuff has had a pretty big impact on Critter, mm. from what I've gathered, without well, a doubt. Well, because he cares. He actually he, he cares. He cares, he cares about, about the club. He cares about that community. He cares about that club. Yep. He cares about it all, and I think he's been betrayed in a really unfair way. Yeah, and he hasn't done anything wrong. And he's yeah. So I think that... He'll come good. He'll come good. It's just a matter Absolutely of... Absolutely will. Yeah. Just a matter of just cleaning up those little things. And just sometimes you just need to like take a step back, refocus and almost build again. Like, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, I can make those huge plays, intercepts and, you know, big game plays. But how about I just focus on getting through a bunch of work, getting my tackles done. And then later on in the season, I'll look towards those big plays when all the foundation's good. And look... Critters are much better player than me and, do, and achieved way more than me. That that's just outside looking in. Um, achieved a bit more than us too. Just <laughs> obviously, I haven't seen my critical cards, <laughs> mate. Uh, but yeah, all in all, nothing to worry about with the Penrith Panthers. Not yet. Like yeah, look, do they not look as good as the side yes last year? For sure. Like there's absolutely no denying Api Corusau and Viliami Kickout are massively missed. I think personally. The best way going forward in this season for the Penrith Panthers, though, is to basically just ease into the year, get to the finals in the top eight, and then make your run towards the end of the year. I just can't see a world where they go a whole nother season with, like, losing three games. Like, I just can't see how they could physically do that. Yeah, agreed. And I think that, you know, I I understand the World Club Challenge is a trial, but, like, that's a game that the Penrith Panthers took very seriously. You know, I, I thought that their pack lost that game. Their pack definitely lost against the Broncos the other night, I thought. Not very often you see them lose two in a row like that. Yeah, it might be an energy thing. You know, like they've had such a big few years. Mm. It's just going to – I think it's just going to take them time to warm back into the contest because, you know, Fisher, Harris, Leota, they both went away for the World Cup and they're their core. Like they are their core. I also think a lot of it, without coming back to it too much, comes back to what we were talking about before about just how important your nine is around the ruck. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you do get Sonny Luke on there like he did in the last 25 minutes the other night, I, I think you'll start to see the forward back get on the front foot once again. Mm. Now, on to the Brizzy Broncos. What a win. What a win. Uh, Herbie Farmworth was absolutely outstanding. Haas, incredible. Paddy Carrigan, incredible. Um, you know, I thought Ezra Mam's defence was outstanding, like absolutely outstanding. I, I mean, I thought he was outstanding, period. Like the try that I think he set up was just incredible. Crazy, crazy footwork. Where he steps Nathan Cleary, boom, away. Uh, I thought Kurt Catewell looked way more fitter again, like fit again. Like I think that because he needed a shoulder reconstruction, I th- I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it was last year. He had a shoulder injury. He needed a clean out or something. Yep. He looks like back to his physic, like the physicality that he could bring to games. As I said, Paddy Carrigan was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, Jordan Rickey got through a bunch of work. Good on him. Thirty nine tackles. 85 metres, no errors. You know, you have to give credit where, like, when they do do what you want them to do, four one-on-one tackles, that's great from Jordan Ricky. Like, you can build so much on that game. Get through your work, do your job, and everything will come after that. Um, Billy Walters, I thought, was good. Uh, 
Yeah, I, what a win. What an incredible win. I will say, I guess the only, well, there was two. Corey Oates was, did some incredible carries, but those two errors in that crucial part of the game, like when you look at Oates and Selwyn Cobbo made seven errors all up. It's just too much. You can't, you, you can't, you're letting down your forwards when you do stuff like that. Um, Katoni Staggs, great in defence. His energy in defence was outstanding. In attack, though, only four runs. I, I hope, I really hope he can ease his way into getting like minimum 10 a game, minimum 10 a game. Because you look across, Herbie Farnworth, 13 runs. Um, you know, but to be fair, Herbie Farnworth only made eight tackles. You know, uh, Stags doubled it. But outside of that, what a performance. What a team performance by the Broncos. Their defense was absolutely outstanding. So I loved watching Ezra Mayer. So good. He just brought energy. He was whacking blokes. He like you, you just mentioned then how he stepped Nathan Cleary. He's one of the better defensive players in the competition. He oh. left him for dead. Yeah. He didn't get near him. Yeah, it crazy. was incredible. He's a freak. And it wasn't it wasn't off a set play. It was off an offload on last tackle that Billy Walters probably got caught with the ball when he shouldn't have. I think it was fourth Ezra, tackle. Fourth, fourth wasn't yeah. okay. And Ezra just made that work. Mm. I, yeah, I was I, I was very impressed with Ezra Mam. I love watching him play. And this, you know, there was always the chance that his second year he doesn't come back mm. quite as well as what we hoped. And mate, all, all signs so far, he looks like he's going to be better than what he was last year. Yeah, and you're right. Like it's is. There's a world where you come in second year. You've played NRL now, so you think you've made it. He's come back even hungrier. He looks hungrier than he was last year. He looks more confident. Like some of the shots he was pulling off on bigger boys. Like Ezra Mam's not a big guy. He's not a big guy. He was jamming blokes. Uh, Timmy, what do you think about the Broncos? Yeah, I, I love that. You know, it was a lot of the probably not the bigger names in the side that mm. stepped up. You know, some of those the most impressive were Ezra Mam, who you know will be a superstar one day, I think. But at this stage, very very early in his career, Mam was terrific. As you said, Billy Walters had some really good creative moments out of dummy half. Uh, Herbie Farmworth was outstanding so it wasn't necessarily the big names doing a lot of the damage um, so no one had a clue what to expect from the Broncos in round one and they brought that attitude particularly in defence Kempi as you said that through that particularly the middle stage of last season where when they were down and out with numbers issues there was you know the I suppose semi-infamous win against the Raiders when they had no one and they mm. just like got up for everything. It was that attitude at their best last year. Uh, and as a footy fan, it was great to see. It was great yeah. to see for the club. So great signs. Yeah. The only thing with Ezra, like sometimes when you look at stats, they can be misleading because like he missed seven tackles. But Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Obviously, you don't want him missing seven tackles. If you could bring that down to like four or whatever. But sometimes you'll trade missed tackles for energy. Yep. Like sometimes you'll go, I would rather him get crazy line speed and jam someone and get bounced off because then they stop anyway and miss a tackle. Sometimes a missed tackle can be as simple as he, you rush out of the line and you force the player to go back inside and then the defensive cleans up in the middle. Uh, but I want to give a shout out. It won't be spoken about at all uh, in regards to the highlights or whatever. Adam Reynolds... 
27 tackles, only one miss. Adam Reynolds is not known for his defence. If anything, the, the knock on Reynolds is he, he can get injured and little niggles here and there, even though when you look at his record, he's, he's averaging more than 20 games a year. 27 tackles, only one miss. That's outstanding. Well, he's, in, he's in huge doubt for round one. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Carrigan, 50 tackles, one miss. Paddy Carrigan is a god amongst men. A god amongst men. Uh, I thought Payne Ars and Pat Carrigan were just on another planet. On a, like they another planet. Unbelievable. Like they were probably the best front row pairing in the, the – the, like I know he played 13, but he plays like a front rower in the comp on the weekend, I reckon. Oh, I think for sure. Like they were outstanding. When you consider the guys they went up against and got yep. the better off. Yeah. Definitely. Good point. Uh, Payne Haas, 207 metres, 19 runs, 84 post-contact, seven tackle breaks – 27 tackles, zero misses. 24 kick metres. 24 kick metres. Just get it in there, mate. <laughs> and zero, zero errors. Like, what a knock. What a knock. Um, so now, I guess, for the Broncos, it's about backing it up. It's about doing it for the whole season. You know, it's all well and good knocking off the Premiers, but if you come out next week and get dusted, it means literally nothing. Yeah, and I mean, I just had another positive to it. That was without Race Walsh. Yeah. Like you had him, he, he had him in, and someone Cobham moves back to the wing, which I think at the moment he's a better winger than what he is fullback. There's only upside to the Broncos at the moment. Mm. Uh, I think that I will say though for the Broncos, they did get lucky with a few calls. Like that Sonny Luke one with the play of the ball was outrageous. That that was a penalty, outrageous. And then Selwyn Cobbo obviously knocked the ball on at the end there. Jerome, uh, Jerome Luai was offside, so. If they, if they want to keep winning games, they can't afford to have these big errors. Like, as I said, Selwyn Cobbo, four errors. Corey Oates, three errors. A lot of other top-tier teams are putting you to the sword doing that. Yeah. So if they can just clean that up, if the outside backs can just clean up the error rate, because last year, I think, was it Katoni Stag, Selwyn Cobbo, and Corey Oates were like in the top 10 of errors or something like that. Uh, that's just something they can't afford to do. Uh, Adam Reynolds, 629 kicking metres. Just, what a knock. Nathan Cleary, 347. Like, that's amazing from Reynolds. We're talking about a guy in the twilight of his career and he's, he's kicking, he's out kicking Nathan Cleary, one of the best to do it. It's just, it's amazing. Seriously. I cannot wait for this Friday night, Broncos-Cowboys, yeah. the game of ch- chess between Adam Reynolds oh. and Chatty Townsend. They're actually they're two very similar teams. You've obviously got your two strike fullbacks. Your halfbacks are very similar. Stacked forward packs, they're unreal. Yep. I, I can't wait for this game. There's going to be a cracker. cracker. Absolute cracker. Uh, Herbie Farmworth. Jeez, like... You go, last week we're going, okay, maybe he's not the superstar, superstar showstopper, but he gets 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 every week. And then he comes out against the Penrith Panthers and becomes a superstar. And you're like, okay. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Let's let's pump the brakes. Did we make a huge... I mean, we definitely made an error in not being able to keep him, but it's gone from me being happy that, like, okay, Herbie Farmworth, he's been so good for us for so long. Go get your money, mate. He played so well that I'm all of a sudden going, uh, is there a world where we consider, you know, moving other people around to keep Herbie? Did we make a mistake in not doing that? He was incredible. Herbie's a weird footballer in that... I watch him play and he kills it. And then I come back in on Monday and I sit there and go, oh, he's good, but he's not like a superstar. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch him in the weekend again, you go, okay, fuck, maybe he is. Yeah. And I get to Monday and go, he's good, but I, I feel like I'm in this constant. I think it's because like you don't see, you know, I don't, I don't know, like mad footwork with a big fan to a try, but 
he does it anyway, though. Some like he just. Yeah. Well, like oh, I can't remember the last time Stags and him were on the field, and I thought Stags was better than. Yeah. You know, ding up on Critter didn't miss a tackle. Yep. Like one of the best centers in the NRL. Yeah, yeah. Eight to eight tackles, zero misses as well. Far out. And so it's like it's as I said, it's gone from happy for him because he's been so good to shit. Have we missed a trick here in not moving things around to try to keep him? Is it, should have he been one of our priority backs to sign? Now, look, I know our other backs to sign a long-term deal, so you can't just like mm. see you later. I don't know. Is there a world where at the end of this year we're going, he's our best back? Quite possibly he was right up there with it last year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so good. Which is like, then you go, Broncos just lost their best back. He's by far and away your most consistent back. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. He, yeah, he's so good. He's going to be so good for the Dolphins. So good for the Dolphins. And I think that, you know, to your point last week, Timmy, where you said you, you can actually see him taking that next step into superstar. Mm. I think I agree. I, th- I think he genuinely might become a superstar. He might, he may go from mystic like really good Mister Consistent, so eight out of ten every week, to game breaker. Yeah, because that's what he did on the weekend. We don't win that game if Herbie Farmworth isn't playing. Yeah, uh, that's what you love to see. He's doing it against the top teams too. He's not beating team. up on the lower sides. Yep. I mean, when he was playing for England, he did it against Australia. Was it yep. Australia or New Zealand? Anyway, the top tier teams. Herbie Farmworth had his best game. Uh, so yeah, look. Really good signs for the Broncos. As I said, yeah, I want to give Jordan Ricky a rap. Got through his work, did his job, tough as nails on the edge there. Didn't back down, didn't, wasn't overawed by anything. Um, no errors as well, which we love to see. So, yeah, what a win by the Brizzy Broncos. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.